Damn, that was close. Photo fucking finished. Jesus. I don't understand. You're celebrating? Mm, they're celebrating. I'm drinking. But she's still alive. How can the ritual be complete? Well, the virgin's death is optional as long as it's last. Main thing is that she, you know, suffers. That she did. It's so strange. I'm actually rooting for the girl. She's got so much heart. You think of all the pain and the punishment. Tequila is my lady, my lady. Come on in, guys. Come in. Yay, welcome. Tequila from the darkness, there is light. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. Make my day. Best day we wore here. That's bright. Fuck you. Everybody on? Good. Great. Great. Wonderful. What up, witches? Welcome to Facing Off. You are here for our Halloween episode. I am here with my co-hosts, Gabe and Nicholas. Welcome, boys. Welcome. Are you spooked out? Welcome. Happy Halloween, y'all. Happy Halloween, y'all. I'm so Um, spooked out, dude. So spooked out. We've got some very spooky movies for you this week. We're doing Cabin in the Woods versus Barbarian. Uh, Barbarian just came out on streaming as of yesterday. So if you have not seen this movie yet... Please stop this podcast. Go yeah, watch I it. I swear, and and don't, don't look read. up a single thing about it. Just like <laughs> Gabe's favorite please. thing to say. <laughs> no, but it's like everyone was saying that online, and they were just like, "Do not read That's anything. So just go and see it." And I was like, "Yeah, if you don't know anything, you could know what the poster is. You could know who's in it. Don't read anything more. Kind of. It's great if you're if you're extremely squeamish about horror, yeah. like extremely. Don't do it." We have a couple people that did that, didn't enjoy it. If you can handle even like a, a modicum of horror and you like very fun yeah. things, I mean, do like, it. it's the most fun. If movie. you can handle like a basic jump scare and a little bit of gore, yeah, yeah. I see. That's how uh, I see it. Like, it's more of a jump scare to me than like gory. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. Fun. It's, such good <laughs> it's more it's like jump, jump scare and something else <laughs> that's like. like not making fun of better too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so, so we've bad. we've given you too much. Get off. Stop listening. Yeah. Get, out. Um, Get off. Of but us. for those of you who were lucky enough to see Barbarian in theaters and weirdly watched it last night um, or this week, I guess, because this will be on Halloween. Um, Enjoy. So we're going to get started. Nick, do you want to kind of tell us why we're doing these two movies? Yeah, we chose these two because they are two uh, uh, dark comedies that kind of play with our um conceptions of what a horror movie should be mm-hmm. uh they also both involve a person or proof of people who rent a home and find <laughs> out that the cellar slash basement of that home contains something spooky and hilarious um, amazing uh yeah. And, and uh yeah. Mysterious. And mysterious. <laughs> These movies are two of a kind, like honestly. Two of a so kind. we had to do that. They are my favorite. They are my lady. They are my favorite. <laughs> All right. Um, are we ready to talk about these spooky movies, boys? <laughs> yes. I say we just so get spooky. started. Um oh, yeah. All right. I'm obviously gonna be moderating this episode, so I'm just gonna get us started. I'm gonna kick us off with spooktacularity mm-hmm. for 
Cabin in the Woods. Gabriel. Go. You know when like kids go to like a door and say trick or treat? Yeah. Has anyone ever said trick? Sorry, and then <laughs> shut the door on them? Just like because if not, then let's just say treat. Uh, anyways, we're talking about spectacularity and spooktacularity. Get it right. Um, what what movie did you say? Sorry, Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> Cabin. Holy didn't listen to a single woods. Yeah, yeah, didn't I was, hear anything. I, said. I was pondering the real question of life, which is trick or treat. Yeah, um, cabin in the woods, spooktacularity. Um, well, I mean, cabin in the woods. I remember the the trailer coming out and everyone mm-hmm. thinking, "Oh, this is just like a kind of like standard horror movie with like maybe something a little off." Although they definitely ruin the moment in the trailer when Chris Hemsworth like drives the motorcycle. Yeah. Because that's like one of the best, like, like, one of the like twist moments. Yeah. But um, mm. I mean, this the movie is both of these ones. Like, they really play with what you are anticipating in terms of horror. So the whole time you are kind of on the edge of your seat. I, for yeah. one, am not like a huge horror fan. So I, I like w- like elevated horror as they call it now with like Hereditary and stuff. But like. And I like scream, but certain like dude, creature you feature type say stuff. That you like elevated horror, again? <laughs> dude. Have you seen? Have you seen the I'm new scream? Give you a dead arm. Uh, I haven't. I At ha- the beginning, Jenna Ortega is like she answers the phone. They do the whole like like oh, uh, Drew Barrymore thing, yeah. Yeah. and then she starts talking about. She's like, ah, actually, I'm into like elevated horror, and it, it becomes like super meta about that. But anyways. Um, so going into this, like knowing that there are like monsters and stuff and it'd be like Night of the Living Dead slash like other things, I was actually like not really down to see this movie because I was yeah. I get so freaked out by stuff like that. It's like something could be really realistic, like a, a killer that's like stalking people and stuff, and that doesn't make me lose sleep at night. But if it's like a monster that doesn't oh, exist, God. I'm like, why doesn't really? it exist? Because it might show up at the end of the night and scare the shit out of me. So I was kind of scared it's going nuts. into Cabin in the Woods. And I would say, like, it's just so quickly fucking bizarre and and fun. And it's geared in a way where you have to be engaged. Because you're like, what the hell is actually going on here? And when you rewatch it and you know what's going on, yeah. it's even funnier. Because it's... A bunch of like really sick people that have to do this like menial like office task essentially, <laughs> in order to which is like a bunch of, of ancient like, gods, a bunch of ancient gods, which is like so insane. And it's so funny. I like that they they keep you engaged in terms of like playing with like the dumbass characters you find in a horror movie. A movie that's kind of like this in that way is like Tucker and Dale versus Evil, mm-hmm. which I I love. So it's good. just like how can we find the most stereotypical people for this? And then you find out, oh, that's because it should be this. It's a yeah. like whole scenario that's mapped out. There are moments that are actually like legitimately like there's scary monsters and stuff and like jump scares. So like that actually still like kind of get me and it's like loud and jarring mm-hmm. in those, but it becomes so funny when you get the Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins characters. And then 
when you're inside the facility and there's that moment where they open all the doors and all hell breaks loose for like two seconds and it kills everyone. Yeah. That is like a legitimately fucking <laughs> like insane a... moment that you're just, you have to be strapped Another in. really cool moment is before that where they're like in the elevator thing with the glass doors and they mm. like experience a bunch of different monsters. Yeah, and, and they're like yeah. going through and it's like, and yeah. it actually, so there's like a big jump scare there too because like one of the monsters is the like Hellraiser yeah. kind of yeah. one, I think, or it's, the it's Pinhead cool. guy. It's, yeah, it's like a take on Pinhead. Yeah, it's so meta. It's so like, it's such a... Um, homage kind of to like all these horror movies that it's really fun to experience while you watch it i'm not a huge fan of the end or in like the last few yeah, scenes the very, like very end. the very very end and just kind of like getting to it and knowing that it's like these gods and it, it's just kind of dumb i'm i kind of i lose it a little bit towards the end but it's still like well above average it's one of my like favorite uh, like satirized uh, horror comedy action, whatever. So I'm gonna give it a six out zone. Nice. All right, Nick. I I teeter on a seven for this movie honestly, because it's 95 I love minutes. That though, 95 minutes. It's your fave. It's yeah. perfect. It's so it never stops, never stopping. Uh, it never stops being <laughs> funny or kind of scary or deeply confusing in a way that the first time you watch it because i don't think i ever saw a trailer for it because mm. as you were talking about a trailer i was like i don't think i ever watched it i, I know i watched it for the first time like oh they're going to this facility but really there's like people overseeing it but they don't but it's like a regular horror movie and then you watch it and you're like yeah. oh this is not I mean, a for horror anyone movie. that hasn't seen it it's essentially like they have to make a stereotypical horror movie because that's what these like ancient gods need as their sacrifice, and they need like, like it the must blood be from it. this yeah. like prescribed. No, like, I thought it was that they need to get like they need to sacrifice people for the gods, but then they turned it into like a franchise type thing because then they can also make money on their because you can't make <laughs> yeah, money yeah, from the yeah. gods, you make money from yeah. their business or whatever, and, and they like <laughs> and they like. Uh, like the, the I don't think the gods care about what's happening in the simulation. Well, no, there are certain things that have to happen. Like they have to. Oh, like, that's true. They have that's to right. make their own choices. They can't be forced into situations. Like it's, it's just, like the gods of horror. It, yeah. So like it's so funny. As yeah. you learn that that's what is happening, that in and of itself is capturing enough that it would be like a five or six to me. But the fact that it's also hilarious and it also absolutely erupts into this like, <laughs> like gore fest at the end when all of the creatures in existence are like released and destroy all of the like security guards that are it's supposed to keep so them insane. in their cages. <laughs> it's just so funny and so original. So we'll talk about that later. But I teeter on a seven. Like Gabe said, the only low point is the absolute very end that's kind of this like the gods going to destroy the world now kind of thing. And it's not, it's not super climactic, but it's kind of like the whole point of the movie had already been sort of spent by that point. Uh, the yeah. only thing that takes me out of the movie is Chris Hemsworth's not well-developed English, uh, American accent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Chris. <laughs> Other than that, it's the only thing that takes me out. And there are, Boy, if you want to see something even more spooktacular than the movie itself, you should read the IMDb trivia because the first two are a doozy. Uh, and they're all about Marty, 
who's just an amazing character that we'll talk about later. I, you know what? Now that I'm going to give it a seven. I really think about, I mean, the only thing that I'm actually taken out of is that the horror movie part of it is so clearly a bad horror. Yeah. 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 That it's not actually, it's like once you know, once you rewatch it, it becomes less exciting because Mm. it's like, you're watching a shitty horror, but then there's these funny tangents with like Bradley Whitford and stuff. It's more comedy than horror. Yeah. I I think it's more, much more comedy than horror. The horror. No, I agree. And I think that because you're, there's so much runtime, that's like this bad horror movie it's not as great as like when you're first watching it, you're like, oh, that's because there's a purpose to this. And I had forgotten how much, and maybe this is a testament to the first time you watch it, I had forgotten on, on rewatch for like the third, fourth time, how much you know it's not real. Yeah, quick From the start. Yeah. 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 Like, Which helps it. from the start. I'm like, I, I should be at like a seven because I do think it's like genuinely one of those like super funny ones or super like, ridiculous there's just no movie like it that keeps you that engaged and i don't think we'd have a barbarian one without it movie like it. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and let's talk about it yeah speaking of next up <laughs> okay. uh, thank you for that transition gabe do you want to yeah. kick us off with barbarian <laughs> i mean fuck dude i saw i did see a trailer for this like a while ago and it was just a teaser trailer you? and it was just like bill skarsgård and stuff. i didn't want to it, it, this was like way this was like a year ago i saw this like trailer for it and i was like ah, that could be fun so i kept it on my like list and i heard it was like crazy and then sean fantasy said there's this movie you're gonna need to see in theaters don't read anything about it. It's called Barbarian. Just go see it with as many people as you can. Just do it. And then I told Nick about it. And of course, Nick thought that I was out of town. And in fact, I wasn't. And yeah. him and he and Julie went to go see it um, without me. And Julie actually had said, why don't you ask Gabe if he should come? And Nick like, goes, I'm sure he's not here. He wants to. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> I'm the one who told you we were going Am to I the theater to see Am I watching your friendship rupture right here, right now? No. <laughs> no. Because then he went to go see it again with me for some reason. <laughs> You'll find out. You, and the he listener was, will find out very soon why I invited Gabe. Because I might get to sing just, all sevens. He sat near me and just like, we, I mean... This movie... I sat next to you, not near yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, this movie, I'm like, what What could possibly... I mean, the seats are big enough in the theater. What could possibly be crazy about this? Like, <laughs> what? Like, I don't understand. I'm watching the first few scenes. I'm like, oh, this is like a legitimately good horror movie, but also just like Bill Skarsgård is so fucking obviously a horror villain, and yeah. they're playing with the idea that we've all known that yeah. Bill Scar- Skarsgård has been like this horror guy, whether he likes it or not. He doesn't, uh, by the way. He doesn't yeah. like being only the horror person, but which he's just so makes good at him it. doing this that much funnier. So like, much funnier. It plays it's so much more into ideal the joke. Casting. And they. It, this movie is so, like, whereas Cabin in the Woods is so brilliant in terms of its absurdity, this movie is so good at playing exactly with what you think you're expecting yeah. Yeah. and fucking with you at every moment. like, And then making fun of you for being scared of that. <laughs> I know. Right but- after. It's like it's taunting you dude in the second part if you re if you think about the movie afterwards once you know everything that's happening there are so many little things along the way 
that were just straight up red herrings that have no purpose whatsoever. <laughs> and they're just making you think of it like, like the, to- the bag of toiletries, like on the ground, the yeah. um, whole wine bottle thing. Like there's so many little things. I, I don't remember. There were a couple other ones. That, oh, the fucking ex-boyfriend who is calling her and calling her. You think that has to do, that has literally nothing to do with anything that happens. I think the first moment I knew, oh my God, I'm going to be hooked into this movie and this movie's going to fuck with me the whole way through is the night she goes to sleep and then she wakes up and Bill Skarsgård's like freaking out and having a nightmare and she goes out and she like wakes him up and he's like legitimately like confused and then she goes to bed and then it, she like wakes mad. up in the morning and then she goes out of the door and I was like, okay, what the fuck is – nothing <laughs> is happening. What is, what is this? But it's, it's just – and I'll get into some of the eye candy stuff with that in a bit. Uh, but it's just so brilliant at keeping you at every moment being like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And, and then you're like, oh, fuck. Like, what is – what? And then it's like – a big, giant, old lady with huge, sagging titties comes out of nowhere, screeches like a monster, and slams Bill Skarsgård in the fucking face. Oh, my God. Smash that was cut. brutal. Smash brutal. cut Justin Long singing a Driving song from PCA. Ricky Tiki Tavi at the top of his fucking lungs. And then it's a Me Too movie. And then it's... <laughs> Justin Long being the most un-Justin Long he's ever been in a movie. And then it is – and then it becomes this, like, 1950s like, fucking – I don't even know what to call it. Like, creepy, I guess, sinister it's like a, type. It's like a serial killer Yeah, like, serial killer movie. thing. <laughs> yeah. And then it just is nonstop so absurd to the very end. And there's nothing you could do except for just scream, like, what the fuck did I just watch? But be so delighted with what you watch. So that's why I, I kind of want to give it a seven. The only thing that might not be a seven for me is I haven't rewatched it and I'm scared to rewatch it because yeah. if you know what happens, I just can't imagine it's that good. I've been thinking about that a lot. I'm rewatching it with if some you, friends. If and you I just know don't what know. <laughs> Okay, so no, if you know what happens and you watch it with someone else, it is just as entertaining. Okay, as that's not, but I like feel, we're I gonna run like... out. It's like an eye for an eye makes a whole world blind. <laughs> yeah. Like we're gonna run out of people that have <laughs> So I, I don't know, on the third time, like if Julie and I were to rewatch it this weekend or something. Uh, right. or like we're going to a um a friend's house and he um is he does like a uh uh uh, like horror movie like like festival all day where he just plays oh, that's pretty cool like curates a, a horror movie playlist for like friends and invites people over and people just kind of trickle in and out if we were to go there and watch it and everyone had seen it and we found out everyone had seen it it would take half of the punch out of the movie i think i think yeah. we would laugh at all the little details and it and appreciate them but the punch of the bill skarsgård moment and then everything with Justin Long with the tape measure would like not be. A As problem. the only person that's seen it twice, I think it doesn't really it doesn't lose how f- funny and unique it is. It does lose, obviously, the element of surprise. And then, <laughs> but but that then the next time when it makes fun of you by replaying essentially the same. Uh, the same scene oh, yeah. as they walk down this n- apparently never-ending chasm of a, 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 a basement 
but they play it for humor the second time, that part does not get any less funny. I don't yeah, think. Yeah. I'm I sure. Think That's just good that comedy, part right? Is like just co- uh, yeah. amazing comedy. Just like, like so tickles my funny bone. Personally. I feel like yeah. you're gonna like know what's gonna happen but for me like one jump scares never get old for me i'm always terrified by every jump scare as many times as i'm gonna see it so that's like not yeah. gonna age but then like good comedy also doesn't age poorly for me right yeah. like i rewatch comedies all the time so i feel like this movie has enough components that could make it potentially very rewatchable i just think um, maybe the first third wouldn't be like yeah. I'm with you because I think the comedy is so fucking good when Justin Long is in it. The, but I think the first third is so effective at just being like, like the first time she goes to the basement, it's so he made the movie so that everyone in the theater would go, yeah. "No, don't go down there." <laughs> yeah, and so she's funny. not going to go down there. But then she does, and she does. And it. so the first crowd in the theater that that when Julie and I watched it. Uh, there were people in the crowd that were audibly like, oh, dude. Yeah. No. I mean, people would be like, oh, what? I was one of those people. Like, I couldn't contain myself. But then it, it, and then especially because it kept like, she, she goes and it's into funny. the basement. So I was laughing that I was like, like, this is, it's funny how much she goes. And then it's very not funny when his head is <laughs> yeah. in by this like, I mean, I was laughing moment. so hard because I was like, wh- out of it was a what out the of fuck everything <laughs> that you could have predicted would happen in that scene. That's like legitimately the last. Yeah, I, I, especially the monster that it is. Like, yeah. So some elements that we haven't covered that are also great horror <laughs> elements. There's some body horror in here because yeah. is, she is oh disgusting. horrifyingly disgusting. And body horror. it is just dis- there's some serious body horror that is just. <laughs> gross <laughs> there's some like weird psychosexual horror that is also gross yes. there's the fact that the whole the genesis of this whole basement is baby so dungeon disturbing. it's is like horrifying <laughs> yeah horrifying and then you have to piece in like what must have happened over the course of the last whatever 40 years 50 years is also horrifying so there's that the only lull in the movie is I guess the sort of half of the the first half of the third act. Yeah, when it's just the guy in the 1950s or whatever. No, when it's like when Justin Long and I forget her name, the main character. She's English. I can't remember. Is she? Yeah. A great American actress. She's awesome. She is great. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we will talk about it. Amazing. But that like first half of the third act. Until it becomes like, well, they're like escaping the house. He's like, oh, guess yeah, a bit yeah. of a lull. But then it is just like full on. So wild. Stupid humor. Like, yeah. Her yeah. breaking. Yeah, her like, sure. The her fucking like, Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid man. man yeah. Busting through the wall. It's so <laughs> funny. I, I have to give it a seven. It is a I movie think so too. that is I like think... so up my alley. I've never um, been more engaged in a movie theater, I don't think. And I have to give it a It is a movie theater movie for, for real. In, yeah. Like, if you're at this point, that was you a part of the it, experience you, for sure. You messed up hard. Yeah. You I agree. should, you should read. You should yeah, your if mind. you're like way too far down the line of everyone's talking about this movie called Barbarian and you look up anything about it and you also didn't see it in theaters, you're just not getting – it's like you didn't see – it's like you watched Top Gun Maverick on an airplane, which many people have done. Which is like I'm sure kind of hard – We should sure cut this part out hard. and put it at the front. 
Do not watch Barbarian. Do not watch At Barbarian. All. Just don't watch it now. Ever. It's done. Don't do it because you <laughs> Until... weren't going to have fun and we did have fun. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, okay. You both have made like a lot of points about the originality of these films. So I feel like yeah. we need to just get to that. Um, we can Nick, breeze past those parts when we get there. Yeah. Do you want to do, do we, let's just stick with Barbarian. Yeah. And, and go. <laughs> On originality? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Okay, so uh, what is his name? The the Craigers, um, something Craigers, uh, Zach Craigers. Yeah, him. Yeah, you're 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 the man, man. I think it's Zach Craigers. If you're listening, to this, you're not listening to this. But if you were, then you're the man. Oh, uh, because I it is just I was the man. Such <laughs> for remembering for kind of remembering <laughs> yeah. his name. No, you don't get that much credit. He <clears throat> Zach Craiger. He, he like just what a brilliant idea. What a, just what a brilliant idea. It's just so funny. The, the, it, it is literally a movie in three acts. It is, it is a movie that makes fun of its first act in the second act. Also surprises you with Justin Long. I don't think he's billed in the... He's... Yeah, he is. He's, so the poster or whatever came out, and it was like Bill Skarsgård, Georgie, uh, Georgina Campbell... And Justin Long. And it's a very English And you name, watch the whole first it. act and you're like, where the fuck is Justin Long? <laughs> yeah. Turns out he's driving down the PCH singing this like show tune song, weird thing, and then finds out that he's in trouble for me tooing. He is <laughs> like, it is just so, I don't even know like how to describe how original the movie is. Like it is both an homage to other movies and also completely its own thing. It is much scarier in like the movie scary sense than <clears throat> other dark comedies. Yeah. Or dark, sorry, dark, dark comedies. I guess it's kind of a dark com- horror comedies. Yeah. I guess yeah, it's a dark comedy. It's maybe. Yeah. 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 I it, mean, even the funny parts are pretty fucking dark. Yeah. Uh, it's also like an original it's also a satire monster. Yeah. It is a satire too. It's also an original monster. Um, and yes, like I just she is original. She is very original, and I just kind <laughs> of don't. Kind. <laughs> I just don't know how to like put in words how enter how purely entertaining this movie was in the first watch, knowing nothing about it except this might be right up my alley. The, I, it is one of the most entertaining movies I've ever seen in a movie theater, like bar none. Yeah, I and mean, it's because of how creative how yeah. creative particularly the second act is when he is going down those stairs and he is talking about how much money he's gonna make to himself by measuring the square footage is one of the funniest scenes dude i i have so much to say about just the writing of that character i i'm with you so zach Krager, by the way is he's like one of the cast yeah. members from the whitest kids you know which mm-hmm. was this really raunchy funny sketch comedy show um, and he had made one attempt before to write and direct a movie. And it was this like really crass rom-com that he made for a studio. And it was so bad that people told him like never to make anything again. <laughs> and it haunted him for a really long time. And he would just be like a supporting actor on like sitcoms and stuff. And he he's had a successful career, but like, he was pretty, he was taken away from like writing and directing ever again because he made this like schlocky, like 
really bad thing. And he, for this, like, I guess he just loves writing. And he said that he never intended to really make this into a movie or anything. He just likes, like, staying up at night and writing. What's up, Layla? No, so I I totally want to comment on this because I... I don't remember where I saw this, but I remember after seeing it, I did. I read a bunch of articles and I saw something about the fact that he just like freehanded this movie, basically. Like he yeah. didn't really outline this whatsoever. He didn't plan for anything that he wrote. He just kind of, and which kind of makes sense for the for writing a comedy part of writer. It. Yeah. yeah. Like it just yeah. kind of works, I think, especially with like sketch. But like I think oh, he, he just, just kept going. Wrote. And yeah. like I kind of love that because it just feels like that when you're watching it does it does like it's that, constantly yeah. changing and it it's it feels using... like wouldn't it be funny if we just did this right now <laughs> yeah, yeah now let's veer over here and then yeah. he, and he kept doing it and and it's so well, i mean on, like it needs to be a backstory this whole thing. yeah <laughs> i mean even the title of the movie barbarian is like it a it's another thing it? it's just a placeholder yeah he didn't and it's also just like you're watching the movie and you're like well, like, what's the? Is she the barbarian? But she's not really the barbarian. But also, is Justin that Long guy is like the, barbarian? the barbarian? Is Justin Long? No, yeah. is, is that other guy the barbarian? <laughs> the guy who fucking um, kidnaps women, rapes them, and then has sex with the babies he has with those women? Mm-hmm. Like, just the most disgusting thing ever. Mm-hmm. He's clearly a barbarian, but like, it, no one's a barbarian because it's just some fucking name he put on it. Yeah, and it just ended up working. It's like a running title that just stuck, like and Cloverfield. It, and he. Yeah, exactly. And he, it's just so clever at every moment. And I, I want to like harken back to like the fact that he, 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 there's so much respect. And I love this about Jordan Peele as well. There's so much respect for the genre. It's clearly made by someone that loves horror and has a comedic sensibility. And you know, so, Jordan helped him with this like a lot, yeah. actually. Yeah. And, yeah. And, like, and I'm sure they were fr- a lot before he wrote it. Sketch comedy guys yeah. are like very creative people because they got to fucking churn the mm-hmm. shit out all the time. And I just love that someone took a chance on this movie and made it because it's so creative. I'm a, one, one of the like biggest Justin Long fans in terms of like him and movies. I don't listen to his podcast. Sorry. But I, I hear it's pretty good. <laughs> um, but uh, I just the way that he plays with your understanding of what a horror movie is and then how he plays with your understanding of who Justin Long is is <laughs> like fucking brilliant. If you had seen every single Justin Long movie and then went into this and then you have him dancing around in the car you'd be like, "Oh yeah, Justin Long's perfect for this." But then you find out about the Me Too thing and then you're like, Oh, this actually, he plays this so well because you don't think this is a bad guy. And then the scene in the bar. And then, no, it's right like before. It's when he, when he's talking to his mom, he oh, hangs yeah, up, yeah. answers his phone and says, what up? And then uses yeah. the F word. Uh, it is just, <laughs> oh God. Oh, this is that guy. And then he's talking to Zach Krager actually at <laughs> yeah, the bar. Right. And he says all that shit. And you're like, oh, wow, he's this like, is no, literally no, the no, worst human being no, possible. Dude, no, dude, dude, dude. Listen. <laughs> yeah, no, but listen, he's, he's like, listen, dude, I, it sounds like she didn't say yeah. And he's like, oh, you know how. He's like, no, dude, dude. It's such a like Aziz Ansari <laughs> thing too. So I'm glad that they put that in the movie. But anyways... I got to give it a seven just because, like, I just don't think anyone else could have come up with something like this. I it's so creative. It, it, I don't think it's replicable. No. I don't think you could I just think it's so chaotic now. that you can't replicate yeah, it. Like, it's can't. so all over the place. Because exactly. even that third act that's not quite as clever as the first two acts, 
it just then it becomes abs- absurdist. Totally. It's like when you were, if it okay, wasn't anyway. before, then it just is full on absurdity. She she rips a man's arms off and beats him. <laughs> yeah, with, kills him with the dude with his own arms, I, which is like a joke. Which is a joke. It's just a joke. On, it's so funny because it's a whole new type of comedy. It goes from like real meta and like to just like making fun of you humor. for being scared of the first part that yeah. was clearly also a joke when she's like, oh, there's another gate? Like, <laughs> I want to like Layla's point about or like his point, I guess, that he said in like interviews and stuff. It, it's basically like when you are drunk or you're under some kind of substance and you're talking with your friends and you guys are like going down some rabbit hole of some joke and you yeah. keep going. Like, and yeah. then the next day you're like, can I try to, what the fuck were we talking about? And it's just like, how did it end up here? And that's the whole movie, but it's such a brilliantly done at every single moment, like highly detailed movie. I just movie, don't so think it seven. could be redone. And I don't think, I don't know that Cabin in the Woods could be either. Yeah, I'm curious what well, you think about speaking that. Speaking of, like, so what are you what are you both giving originality? Seven. Seven. I have to do seven. Yeah. Seven. All right. So Nick, let's do Cabin this in the Woods. Perfect score so far, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I would give it a seven because I actually the more that I think about it, that last part could be redone. You could explore like it, what it's missing. Well, that's not really missing it because when, when all the like different monsters come out, it's pretty absurdist. <laughs> I mean, there are things in it that, like, no one would have come up with, for yeah. sure. Also, just, like, the merman, <laughs> the whole merman, like, first of all, their concept of what he's a merman like, is. is the betting part is. And he's so, like, excited about it. And then when the merman kills him, or is, like, coming at him, he's like, come on! <laughs> yeah. It's it's so creative in that way. So, like, I, I do think even with the... With the those scenarios like it's still super creative it is i'm gonna give it a six i don't know that it i think it could be like you could re i don't think you could remake barbarian you could remake cabin in the woods i think i also think that other people could so i guess I, i think about it a little bit differently barbarian as just a movie and everything that happens in it i don't think anyone else would would come up with that I just think, like, if you had Cabin in the Woods, like, anyone else could have made that. And you kind of understand that it's basically, it's, what it reminds me of is kind of like, in a good way, by the way, but Space Jam, A New Legacy, where there's that scene where they're around, where there's that scene where they're around, you, you look around the court and it's like every WB product that's ever been there, like all oh, yeah. of the movies. I think that Cabin in the Woods has this concept of like, here are all the like banger horrors that's ever come out besides like slashers, I guess. I mean, some of them are in there and it plays with those, but it's kind of like a, it's like a more corporate version of Barbarian. It feels less indie to me. I I don't know. But yes, it, definitely. Did you Joss Whedon wrote this? Yeah. I so just, Joss Whedon wrote and directed it, right? Freaking yeah, I love Joss. I didn't realize that. I, didn't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how I didn't know that. Love him, like but I, I, I don't like, love him as a human, but like... No, no, no. no. I mean, wrote it, they, yeah. Similarly, he wrote it in three... They wrote it in three days, which is funny, uh, in and of itself, that they were like, 
we have this idea. We're gonna put. You need to rewatch. Buffy I mean, now. this is for sure the best. Like besides Buffy, which like you could see how someone that created Buffy could yeah, make totally. something like Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> this is like easily Joss Whedon's peak for me. I know that peak for him career wise is like Buffy and, and Avengers, but like this is. Oh man, this guy is kind of a one of a kind person. Yeah. But re- I don't. It, it's interesting that he wrote it because it kind of feels more like he found the right writers for it. Because that's kind of like what uh, he's like a good producer and stuff. I don't know. So maybe someone, maybe no one else could have made it. Also, well, Gabe, what are you thinking? What are you gonna give it? I'm just. <laughs> I'm because well, Nick said six, and I was thinking I was gonna give it a seven. Because I really do think I mean, like you can still give it a seven. I know, but the, there's there's part of it is I r- legitimately hated the ending. Like when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, that movie was really fun." Didn't care for that ending. Yeah, I don't really just, like, like the, the whole and, like the room is crumbling. It's like eh, okay, the, like the, when I rewatch it, I'm like, okay. The yeah, God's okay. aspect of it is not as interesting to me as like I feel it like it's been. just it could be it could yeah you're right it 100 percent could have been but I just kind of think that the like the movie had done itself all of the service that it needed to do itself by that point, And then they just kind of had to wrap the whole thing up. And it's, it's a good, you know, for the story of the movie, a good ending because yeah, not yeah. only did they fail, but you also, and this is another part of the creativity of the movie. You see all of these other countries fail. Like, Oh yeah, the, yeah, like, that's right. The, like the Japan, like grudge <laughs> failure is, we're like, the, like school children. Like, oh my god, like dude. singing the song that's to like, banish the demon. Yeah, that it's one is so funny, hilarious. But okay, that's actually kind of my point, though. So is that I think this movie is really creative, and I think, like as we say in originality, it needed to be made. It's so important for the genre and everything. I just feel like where Barbarian is paying homage to these horror movies, and, and really more just playing with your expectations of what a horror movie is this movie is let's take everything that came before it and kind of make fun of it kind of like a spoof movie yeah like a scary movie or like a date movie Mm -hmm. or whatever those all those ones were but like and that's where i kind of the more i think about it the less i find it like uniquely original but the the other because it couldn't exist without all that that being engineered by these like buttoned up true it's a clever way of handling all of those things but i think that it has so much around it that like it could only exist because all those things before it exists but barbarian could exist if you just understood what's creepy about a day-to-day situation with someone or you have yeah. a cellar and you're like, what's the most insane thing that could be in this cellar? Yeah. And so that's like, where I'm, I think I'm going to give it a six. But I, th- I still think it's like... Barbarian's more, I feel like, making fun of horror, the genre itself, as opposed to like... It's like the idea of horror or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's like kind of what it's making fun of. Whereas like Cabin in the Woods is like... No one's Tropes. really pointed out all these stupid things. But mm-hmm. what if we also said... This was actually like a Squid Games. I mean, this is obviously a decade before Squid Games. But what if there was this whole thing and it was all being manipulated? And the reason why it's so obvious and all these stereotypes happen is because they have to happen, which is like it, it it's takes its uncreativity and turns it super creative. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, a six is like it such is, a good score. It's, it's, yeah. Great. It is much more 
Like, yeah. there are movies that try to be very meta. I think that the reason this one has stuck with me so much and is one of my, like, favorite movies to rewatch is because it does meta better than most other things that try to have this, like, meta f- and then turn that, like, meta, you know, feeling into something funny. Yeah. This, like, excels at that. And it's just such a funny, original idea. It's just that very end is the contrast that I want to make between Barbarian and this, where Barbarian goes full absurdist. This actually follows through with its promise that if they don't, you know, accomplish this ridiculous horror movie task, then the gods will literally destroy the world. And that's literally what happens. Yeah. So it's not absurdist. It's like actually what they say is going to happen happens. And it's not actually very cool. Um, Yeah. I would say every moment of Barbarian (laughs) I've never fully seen before, except for, like, the beginning, sort of. But, like, Cabin in the Woods, like, literally also also has scenes we've seen before. Even that very beginning, I feel like I knew the first time I watched it that parts of it were funny. Which ones? Barbarian? Barbarian. Yeah, I mean, I was like, this is so ridiculous. Like, why, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's more fun, I guess. Not funny necessarily, but so two yeah. sixes, right? Yeah, two sixes, which is twelve. Yeah, added together. For the yes, list. it is. So All right, let's pivot a little bit and let's do eye candy. Pivot. Ooh, <laughs> candy. Gabe's favorite. Uh- Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Uh, ooh, candy. Ooh, candy, because it's Halloween. <laughs> I'm going to eat your eyes. Oh, okay. Um, let's do Cabin in the Woods. Gabe, you want to start us off? Okay, so this is where <laughs> it was a bad thing that I didn't rewatch Cabin in the Woods right before this. <laughs> Because I can't fully remember. I'll pick up the I remember, I don't really like the... Joss Whedon has this very commercial-looking feel to his stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, it's so... Not always, cool though. Buffy to have has, like, like, a really a, cool visual style, I should say. Like, yeah. like Buffy has, like, a very Buffy? cool visual style. Buffy, I, Buffy, it's, Buffy. But Buffy. it's Buffy. like he kind of does the set that he would do for Buffy with this horror <laughs> place. 
And I think that's really impressive. And then he's like, let me do this like industrial type building that they're in with this code room. And I, I think where we get like some of the cleverness is the editing back and forth to that. Mm -hmm. I also think the sequence when you see all the monsters and stuff is like a, it doesn't look great, but it's a clever visual sequence. It's very like obviously CGI, but they're also like, it's cool that like he put in the effort for that. It's still, it holds up, you know, what is it like 2011? I think the movie came out 12. Yeah, I, it was twelve, I think, because we were in college. I remember twelve, which was which is six plus six. Whoa! Throwback <laughs> to that stupid um, joke. Hey, um, hey. Uh, I just uh, I, I don't mean, know. I get what you're there saying. are some parts yeah. that are so like visually fun, like when the monsters yeah. actually start coming out and stuff, and it's paying homage to these like horror movies, and like what they do with the monsters and how they play with your, like, with kind of action in this movie works really well. So I think I'm going to give it a slightly above average. No, I don't know. I'd probably give it it like a four. I think I'd give it a four. I gave it a five because it uses the... Because visual comedy is a big Mm. part of the movie... Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and it works really well. I give it a five. Like fair, yeah, that makes sense. It's not the dialogue of the movie, besides the tequila is my lady scene and some other scenes yeah. are funny, but the funniest wow. parts of the movie are visual. Sorry, visual. Um, you know, you know. <laughs> sorry, just clicking the. It's okay. No one knows. They are visual. You know, uh, uh, gags. Like, yes. Like, no. That's that's a great point. That is a that's how a big part that's how the comedy, the comedy comes across. Is like the, the like it's just it's just so funny, dude. Like, just, I actually I that's you're absolutely right. I think I'm gonna give it a five. And again, I'm gonna take it back to the how they visualize the like merman part of it. Yeah. Is so fucking funny to me. Yeah. It's so like. When he keeps talking about a merman, you don't know what the hell he's talking about. Like, how could that be scary? And then it's, like, fucking terrifying. <laughs> um, no, you're right. I think this movie is totally a visual comedy movie. Yeah, it, it, it 100% is. A funny thing about the visuals of the movie uh, that would have honestly been funnier if they had just done this. So Marty, the stoner character, also, I don't know where we would put this, maybe in actoring, because of the writing, I guess. The fact that he doesn't, <laughs> like receive any of the pheromones and things that they're like pumping. Oh yeah. Because he's, he's so high stone. Yeah. It's really fun. A funny gag. Cause the stoner character in all of the movies is, is, is like all these comedy or uh, always survives. Movies, is always the one that's like, I don't know about this guy. Yeah. And like the way they play with him doing that is just really funny. Yeah. Apparently that actor is cut up. Like he's shredded. Yeah. He looks like Stoner Jesus is the way that Joss Whedon described him in an interview. <laughs> and they didn't let him be shirtless because he looked better than Chris Hemsworth without a shirt on. Wow. Which I think is hilarious. So <laughs> it's like the second trivia thing. The first trivia thing is that the thermos bong is a real functioning thermos and bong that they made for guess how much money. Uh, five thousand dollars. That's ridiculous. Oh 
And then you wonder so where funny, budgets go. Because it's a great gag. It is a like, great one. No, and he pushes it down and he's like, I just got my coffee. And he puts the little. It's so okay. good. I'm All giving right. it, it's a 10 total, five out of five. Two fives. Yeah. Okay. Two fives. Five is 10. So in, I'm curious to see what you guys have to say about this because I think barbarian. this is interesting. Yeah, barbarian with eye candy. I don't know. I don't know. Gabe? I don't know either. This one I thought about <laughs> for a while because <laughs> he didn't think about. It. He doesn't have any notes, you guys. Yeah, but I know I thought about it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. write about it. He doesn't think um, about anything without writing. Unlike it. Zach Krager, I don't write in the middle of the night yeah, about like enough. huge sagging old tits. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, so the eye candy, I, it's, it's interesting because it has, it has such a clever, it, it's someone that really fucking understands horror visually. Yeah. The movie starts inside her car or it like goes into her car or whatever as she pulls up. Oh, and it has that like, and there's that transition. Yeah. That, sound and then, it's and like, then it goes in silence and then, great. He's so he shows you only what he wants to show you. And I think that's really really important for w- how the twists work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for instance, one of my favorite parts about the movie is that at night she she looks around at the rest of the neighborhood and she's like, "Oh, no one else is home, but this is weird. It's kind of like it's a totally dark neighborhood." But she kind of thinks nothing of it and goes inside. When she wakes up in the morning and looks outside, those same buildings that we were looking at are, you see them in the light and they're like decrepit and like completely abandoned and everything for the entire street. Burnt out car right next door. And it's, and what I love about, like, I, so I listened to an interview with him with Sean Fennessy and he talks about how every, he cared so much. This time about his directing after he got scorned after the last one. He cared so much that he would go with his cinematographer and literally map out every single thing he wanted to do. And he would storybook it, but like storybook it with photos. He would take a photo it, of like every single thing. You can tell it's storybooked. Like it, you exactly. can really yeah. tell. And it's so funny that his writing process is not caring about every little detail it's just coming up with shit on the spot but his directing is so precise and it's weird because visually i don't think like there are these moments where he uses different lenses and stuff like for instance when it switches to the 1950s it's this weird like fisheye lens type thing Mm -hmm. with the like serial killer guy and i don't fully know why except for that he's just messing with your understanding of what it is. Yeah. I'm sure there's like a really, uh, there's like a perfect reason for why he does that. But it's, it's so interesting the way it's shot. But I'm kind of like, oh, it's, it feels a little bit like you're trying hard, you know? Like you finally got this movie out there and now you're like, oh, let me also show you my like visual yeah. uh, flair. Yeah. But then I think of like, like, the way that it like cuts in on the on the washing machine and and how it goes through the neighborhood and like his design of what the monster looks like and how he maps out this whole thing and i think it is absolutely brilliant visually and then last but not least this is an incredibly edited movie I, this is yeah. like one of the yeah. best yeah. edited mo- because without the good editing 
this movie is half I mean, as funny like and half horror, as scary. Right? Like, exactly. It's such a big part of horror. So and it's it's, it's such yeah, a big part of horror it. and comedy. And he nails both with the editing. And so it's weird because like I don't want to just keep saying like I like Barbarian more than Cabin in the Woods. I actually like like both of them. I think they're both as do I. really interesting and good but i just think there's something really really special with what he does with barbarian and so i kind of want to give it a six out of seven do it. i appreciate that all right nick what yeah what do you think nothing just do it i'm gonna give it yeah, a, it's a loser uh <laughs> i i never talk about editing and this movie is so well edited and mm-hmm. so much of the humor comes from the editing that it, you, you you have to acknowledge how smart that part of it is. The tape measure scene does not work without the editing. No, it doesn't. As, like, as, that's as, all, the that's all of the comedy of the tape measure scene. The like small amount of space in between the the head bashing and then the song coming in and you seeing yeah. Justin Long, there's a little bit extra pause there, that little bit of editing the um <clears throat> like we're talking like we were talking you were talking about with um Georgina Campbell's car at the beginning yeah when they do that like uh, there's all this yep. like, wall of sound coming at you and then it's it's like rain and this like it's uh, a lot like midsummer at the and beginning it goes inside and yeah. it's just quiet and she's like god damn it like whatever yeah. she says at the it's beginning it's a cool shot yeah like sure. there's and just it, so much yeah. in the movie that doesn't work without that element um Agreed. the things that maybe <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, they work because of the body humor part. Because like, the monster she, um, the the mother, is disgusting. Yeah, she's like incredibly well designed. Like and she's oh, just yeah. he entirely her d- the f- disturbed father guy yeah. is also disgusting that scene and all the detail that goes into his like his den yeah in the back of this whole thing is also disgusting yeah uh and then just like the first the first scene just to like go back to that the first scene where she goes tries to figure out how to safely and like knowledgeably go about discovering these sequence of disturbing things as she goes further and further down it. Yeah. Uh, or like at least to the back of it at the beginning and then further down it with Bill Skarsgård to find him later. That again, like it just doesn't work. It's not as funny if it's not edited the way it is. If it doesn't look the way it is, that is all done through like visually, I guess sound too, but like, I mean, both are huge components of horror, but, like, this movie, like you guys have said multiple times, like, would not work without how this is edited and how it was purposefully shot. And to make fun of how that kind of thing, it's making fun of how that kind of thing scares you. Like, what scares, like, what should, it's a movie, like, what should scare us about her going down, you know? And, like, it's just suspense, but, like, building suspense in a way that if you're, savvy enough or, or or you understand what the movie is trying to do is also funny it's just so like you just don't do that without very carefully planned out shots um and so i'll give it a six as well totally. i don't like 
don't like love the mo- the monster. But you know, she's gross. And it's ridiculous. It I mean, the scene where the monster's like jumping after her. Looks I mean, I'll so never forget her. Silly. So but yeah, never exactly. Forget her. <laughs> never forget trying her. Trying to get him, Justin Long, to suck that hairy bottle. Oh God! Oh my God! Okay. Visually, that is like oh, so God. disturbing too. I, like, I was kind of hoping we just wouldn't talk about it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was talking about the bottle, but then like, yeah, her actual nipple—that's worse. Oh <laughs> God! I'm so sorry, listeners. David um, in this house. <laughs> All right, so we've done eye candy for both, correct? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, All right, done, let's yeah. do actoring, obviously, before we do legacy. Um, actoring for, let's just stick with Barbarian. Nick, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Um, there's, not a, there's not a bad performance in the whole movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> right? No. Uh, even the, maybe the lowest on the totem pole is the homeless man <laughs> yeah it's a little like caricatured yeah but, but, but it, it makes it so funny it still works and then i mean it is a twist that he's not like a crazy man trying to do something crazy he's like no he's like i'm trying to there's a lady you. monster down there and i've been hiding from her for like 15 I, years she hunts at night and stuff she, like that like, you gotta go over to the water tower <laughs> yeah she won't find you nor will she rip your arms off there nor will she beat you with your Although own. Although she will. Arms. But she will. Uh, <laughs> there's not a dull performance. Um, like we've been gushing about the whole time we've been doing this. The writing is superb. Um, the direction of the movie is superb. Like it is just so... It just feels so meticulously designed to scare you, then make you laugh, then make you grossed the fuck out, then make you laugh again, but also be really curious where this is all going to go at the end, um, is just perfection, um, you know, very close or very close to it. So I I don't know, between a six and a seven. Georgina Campbell is also fantastic. I thought she's dead, and then when she comes back, I was like, yeah, I just, Nick, you just don't get it. Don't get what? (laughs) Actoring, fine. <laughs> I know it's, but I, I, I thousand percent agree with everything you said. Sure, sure. But it, I, it, anyways, uh, we'll talk about it after. <laughs> um, but it's gonna, it's gonna spank me. There's no, you're right. There's not a, a single no, bad performance. He's gonna you. And it's a no, director who understands his actors and For has sure. such a command over his actors and is like. He's written this perfectly because you can't have this movie without the cast that he chooses. Like, sure, you probably could with someone else that's not Justin Long, but it wouldn't be as fucking funny. I think that that's part of the that's part of the humor. Like you're saying, like part of the humor of the movie is that Bill Skarsgård is a scary person. exactly. A scary I, I, movie. Bill Skarsgård is like the in, number though, right? one thing. Like, like that's yeah. the really important way to tie this in when we talk about like actoring and writing. Like yes, the writing of the film itself is like its own. It can be its entity and like spectacularity and how you're engaged with the movie but it also can be how like the 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 actual character writing itself is like a part of the comedy right like these yeah. characters that he's written um and how the actors portray like bring that to life exactly is such a big part of the comedy and be that different from what i just said <laughs> well no wait, you then you start talking about like the story and stuff with the writing and we're talking about like specifically <laughs> sure, the sure, performances sure. and the characters I just golden really later like the movie, okay i know so, it's good and that's why i said 
I thousand percent agree. But also, I <laughs> like again, he probably wouldn't want to make this movie without Bill Skarsgård. No, because you can't fuck with an or audience as much as you can without that, and then probably not. Which I, yeah. I was like trying to be fair. Like I also think. The casting of the serial killer guy is perfect. That guy is I'm not like even he was sure the there is another out. actor other than Bill that you could do this joke with. Like no, I don't, I can't even think of another like, not right now, actor who's no. solely do, horror. You could maybe no, yeah, because it would need to be not, horror, not right and it now. needs to be charming and young, and like it just needs to play Believable. off of Georgina Campbell. Yeah. But also totally. Georgina Campbell, Ethan I had only seen, but like they would have, you like, could have done it with she Ethan would have Hawk. to be a little bit she older. She'd have to be older. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had, I think I'd seen Ethan her in like maybe anything. something before that, but, um, but she's so good at the, what I, what I think of this role as is like you, the like Cloverfield or 10 Cloverfield lane. Yeah. The um, main character played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead is so hyper alert and vigilant and you need that for this character because like the audience, she's like, this is such a fucked up situation. I shouldn't be in this. I'm skeptical of everything I'm doing, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to go along with that. And she plays that really perfectly. She's very skeptical of everything at the beginning. She's very frustrated, but you understand why a character like her would be in that situation. She plays all of that perfectly. And she's also very relatable. Super relatable. She's very like, she's like hyper millennial. She's super relatable. I think like, like there's not even, you don't even get a throwaway scene when you get her interviewing for that, for that job. Because like everything that's happening is, is great with it. What is, what is, funny about how he directs these actors is that whole first sequence you're watching and you're like okay well he's like obviously gonna do something to her right Mm -hmm. he's he's saying things that are equally charming and equally like who the fuck would say that this is so like obviously a ploy and he's like like I it, like, of course I've seen that documentary. Like blah blah blah, and this this, and like I'm actually one of those artists that's doing that. And I'm that. literally and you're like, perfect for and you. He's like, yeah, and he's like, he <laughs> and has I know that everything about scene. you. <laughs> he has a fun scene where he teaches her how to like in a very funny way how to put on um, a comforter or whatever, like a mm-hmm. fold of fitted yeah duvet cover. Yeah, and it's a meat cute. It, and it's it's a meat cute. Everything about it is so like well done in the performances and. It's funny because like no one, no one in the movie outside of Justin Long is like putting in this like masterclass of acting. They're just so perfect for the roles that they're in. Then you get Justin Long who, again, if you watch everything with Justin Long before this, you just kind of don't fully expect him to be this much of a shithead in it. Um, he's always a very lovable person with like – a side of him that might be pathetic. Like he's just not that into you. He's kind of like an asshole. He's an asshole yeah. in that, but that's the yeah, only thing I was like, going to say. There's something charming about him too. In this one, there is something goofy and charming at first. And then he's just so clearly and he's the worst, the worst the thing worst. that could, he's like <laughs> yeah. the epitome of the worst type of person in Hollywood that's about to become. And then really the, at the end when he's absurdist, he's, he's the worst in the most absurd way. Oh, too. he literally throws, he her, throws her, but he even throws before that people, like people all, I'll talk about how he throws her off the thing right before it when he's 
talking to that to the homeless guy yeah. and they're in there he says i he has this whole speech about how he wants to change he doesn't like he, he mm-hmm. like recognizes what he is right when the woman bursts through the wall he straight up just pushes the girl out of the way and runs like yeah. doesn't even help her or anything he's perfect in this he's so fucking funny i think georgina campbell is like a great protagonist character that you like she should survive she's that she's the quote-unquote virgin that should survive Mm -hmm. you know and so um fuck because i'm thinking of actoring in terms of like the genre like it's above sacrifice lives in both movies yeah exactly but they said they can live they're allowed to live yes but as long as they suffer i don't know like i i and boy does she i think a five See, it's I was just about average. to say I would definitely do a five, only because in within the genre itself, like there are insane horror performances. Like, Tony Collette and Hereditary. Yeah, or like, just like like kind of uh, Florence one? Pugh and Midsommar. Like oh, there man. are just there are just incredible <laughs> yes, performances yes, out yes, there in horror, yeah. and like not just like these people do exactly what they need to do, which is their jobs, and it's above average. But like. Not a single one of them is technically, in my mind, putting in an insane horror performance. <laughs> I no. also don't think they're like the most cleverly written characters. Like, I, out of everything no, that Zach Craig does, they're like in, they're uh, they're vessels by which the like funniness of the movie moves yeah. forward, mm-hmm. and they're Great like used really well totally. for that reason. But no, no one's putting forth like some masterclass in acting. So is that fives from both of you? Yeah, yeah. I think okay. it was. Yeah. All right. So let's do We've Cabin in the completely Woods. Completely agreed on Barbarian so far. I, hope it's I, I figured. Boring. Yeah. Nicholas, I mean, do you want to kick us off? Uh, Cabin in the Woods actoring. <sighs> let's just highlight how friend of the podcast Richard Jenkins is just. <laughs> yeah, dude, Richard, we miss you, man. We miss you, man. You and uh, didn't we call uh, the person? Fuck. Why am I blanking on her name? Mary Spoon. Something. Yeah, the Spoon woman Bird? that plays his Spoon wife Bird? in Step Brothers. Yeah. Uh, they're big friends of the podcast. Yeah, we know huge. them personally. Mary Steinstraw or something like that? Spoon yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know, man. Spoon something. <laughs> I don't know. Spoon something. <laughs> and, Brad, and Bradley Whitford, who is Bradley. one of my favorite oh, one of my favorite people. I thought Layla clapped in agreement, but it turns out something <laughs> just fell. I just dropped something. Although yeah. I am obsessed with Bradley. <laughs> uh, those who those who know me know how much I love Bradley. Dude, so. what a Continue. funny what a funny duo those two are and they should They're really amazing. be in more together. Again, we're not looking at a master class of acting. They're just people that are moving things forward. Chris Hemsworth really figured out how to talk American after this. <laughs> yeah. But Afterwards. he did not figure it out during Did this. he though? I don't know. It's not know. like he's American in Thor. <laughs> no, he's not. I don't know what he has been American in, but it's got to be better than this. Uh, Spiderhead. The fuck? You don't know what Spiderhead is? Is it an elevated no. horror? Big movie came out on Netflix between him and Miles Teller. Played by, I know what it is. I haven't seen it yet. Directed by the guy who just we'll made it, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Well, this is why well, Spiderhead is not good, but it was like... It's yeah. Miles Teller and Chris Hemsworth in this like big budget Netflix movie. I'm Anyways, wondering, acting wise, if this is probably a notch lower. However, it could be the same because the guy that plays Marty is also great. Yeah, and that character is well written. I love yeah, funny. and yeah. like the 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 like. 
oh, he's not experiencing it because he's too, while the drugs he's on are, are counteracting all the drugs we're trying to put him on. Uh, I, I just, I don't know if there's like a, really a distinction. It might also just be a five. Like they all work so well with what the movie is trying to tell, which is again, what the f- hilarity of the movie comes from is not what the actors necessarily are saying besides Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins. Yeah. Uh, but it's really more like what is happening to them is hilarious and like a play on everything you think you you should feel when you watch a horror movie and what you think this movie should be going into it. Um, I think it's also a five. Yeah, I think I don't know I'm if it's at less. A, no, I it's think I'm at a more. five too because then I think it's about like less. the ca- the casting of each of the people that are supposed to be stereotypical is really good horror casting, movie. Yeah is really good casting, like including Chris Hemsworth. Like the fact that he yeah. doesn't have a good accent actually smart. almost works it does, more yeah. because <laughs> you would think there would be that like meathead hot guy in the movie that's not that great. Also, I think Jesse Williams is like perfect for the role that he's in. Um, I, I Is that Marty? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Holden. The the like good looking guy who's nicer than oh, Chris yeah, Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like from like Grey's Anatomy and stuff, I think. Um I I oh like God, all totally. of those, and then I I just Bradley Whitford is so good at that. Like both him and Richard Jenkins are so good at that exasperated comedy. Like they're just two guys just doing. Yeah, exactly. They're just two guys doing their fucking job, and they're <laughs> funny because they're so mopey about it. But they're also just like they don't really have like a good. Funny. Oh, his voice is so the way funny. That he talks is funny. Oh, so funny. And He's I just Josh think Lyman that Richard Jenkins. Times. Yeah, Richard Jenkins really plays off of him well. Yeah. Um, I also so Fran Kranz, the guy who plays Marty, wrote and directed this incredible drama last year that feels very much like a play. And I don't remember if he like turned it into a play first, but it's called Mass. It's with uh, Jason Patrick and. Um, I'm blanking on her name. The like uh, the evil uh, nurse lady in and Handmaid's Tale, uh, really prolific like TV actor. Anyways, oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's and out. Um, he made this like really, really powerful drama um, about these parents meeting the the parent of a kid who uh, committed a uh, school shooting. And one of the victim's parents meeting in a room and talking about it or whatever. And it's incredible. And then you look and you're like, oh, it's this the guy who plays Marty yeah. in this, the fucking stoner character. And apparently, it like, kind of makes me appreciate up. him more, who's apparently shredded up. He I I like the the way that they write in his character because he's very much like Jamie Kennedy in Scream. Yeah. Like that's the purpose yeah, yeah, of yeah. him. But he does it very, very well. So I think I'm at a five too because, like, while I don't think like the director is that impressive. It, by the way, it's not um, Joss Whedon who directed it. It was like Drew Goddard. The Drew Goddard, the, but the, he co-wrote it with Joss Whedon. Yeah, and I think they've worked on other stuff. But like, I think that the perfor- the people you get in it and the performances for that like really work for this comedy, and that's necessary so that it didn't just end up being this like horror thriller yeah. if we're gonna cast uh if we're gonna talk about the casting of the of a creepy character that's not in the movie very much we gotta talk about mordecai 
the guy oh, they yeah. cast to play that character is, is so also good. very, very, very like, good. That guy is so and I remember him from the trailers, the like gas station attendant. Yeah, the gas or station whatever. attendant guy, yeah. He's like perfect for that. So I, I think that there's I like I'm almost giving it a five for the casting. <laughs> he's actually in he's in the chains Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Of course he is. Yeah. Of course he plays he the is. same character in that So movie. five's all around for that one <laughs> Fabulous. too. All righty. So let's do legacy. Let's finish Mm. off here. Uh, Let's, let's just stay with cabin in the woods. Um, Gabriel, do you want to kick us off? I don't fully know what the legacy is. Like I don't critics loved it. I think critics liked it. Like a horror movie. Horror lovers love it. Yeah. Yeah. Some horror movie Academy gave it like a ton of awards. Yeah. It was definitely nominated for a lot of awards. I think critics like it a good amount. It actually is pretty similar. If you look at Metacritic, it has like really similar Metacritic to Barbarian, which also got really good critic reviews. I think Cabin in the Woods is, I think a good amount of people know what Cabin in the Woods is. I think when it came out, more people knew about it, like especially like at, when it was out of theaters, it became a more oh popular God. like It was such a thing in theaters. I feel yeah. like I knew people that saw it over and over again in theaters. But it didn't like just a lot like this Barbarian. This was a bigger movie than Barbarian and it made only a little bit more and it was like made by a bigger studio and like pushed yeah. out. Like Barbarian was never supposed to be in like major theaters. It just did really well on its first weekend because it was this like tiny indie movie that had good word of mouth. Cabin in the Woods also had pretty good word of mouth. Yeah. And I think that Cabin in the Woods ages really well over time. It does. Like it, nothing sure about does. it is like the CGI for the monsters was never great and it was never supposed also, to be great. It's also never bad. And then it's never bad. I think that over time I've liked it I like it still, and it hasn't diminished. So I, I think I'm gonna give it a, but I don't know. It's like either slightly above average or six because I want to like give it credit for doing something that no other movie had done. Here's the thing for me: all it's missing is for Netflix to drop it onto Netflix. Yeah, and it would rock it up to like a, a six or seven. I feel like if if it's, as I think far it's as a like very new people movie. seeing it, yes. yeah. Or you mean like like it getting a new generation? Of I think people. it would resurface. Exactly. Yeah, it I would resurface. I feel like it would if you dropped it on like October first and Netflix was like, "Yo, remember how funny this movie is." I also just feel like a whole new, uh, the whole younger generation that's obsessed with Marvel would be like, Chris Hemsworth is in this. Yeah, exactly. Movie? Like, Josh, Josh Whedon, Whedon, the guy like, who does would, the Avengers, the first yeah. two Avengers movies, it would blow this, like, right back up. I feel like, yeah, a hundred percent. I would bet. Yeah. I would go to Vegas and put money on that. And the fact that you well feel that way is like yeah. really like a testament to its legacy as well, right? That like we do believe that it could live for the next generation it's not just that it's like a cool i classic. think that's the only piece that makes it a seven so i give it a six because i feel like if it just did that i think i'll give it a six it would just be this like big thing again and it I, I just i think, I think that this holds this just is always going to be relevant and there's always going to be people f- like pushing for this movie and it'll be like you mentioned cabin in the woods and be like oh fuck dude i love that movie <laughs> it's like one of my favorite movies ever I, I think it's a six because there and there's nothing like it we before it, it. We, we just were like eh, i don't think it's streaming oh I'm yeah just gonna buy it. our whole yeah. generation That's was smart. obsessed with it when yeah. it came out um we watched it t- did we watch it when we were living together and we did in the house yeah in the house. In the house. So you both give it sixes. Yes. Okay. 
Um, we all right. fully agreed this entire episode except for one thing so far. Oh, wow. Um, this is going to be a little bit harder considering this just one came out. just came out on streaming as of yesterday. And it just, yeah. I mean, it just came out in theaters like maybe like yeah. two, two months ago or three months ago. And definitely not, not even, enough people uh, knew it existed while it was in theaters. So uh, let's <clears throat> do kind of a little guessing game of how we think this movie is going to age and, and what it already has accomplished. So, so uh, this is a tough... Yeah. This is just a tough theater year in general. Like, if you're not Top Gun Maverick or a couple other things, like you're like Black Adam, I guess, you're not making that much in theaters. And it also it came out at the perfect time when there wasn't a lot of Mm -hmm. nothing. There, uh, it came out at the perfect time where there wasn't a lot of movies. And so it was one of those, like, it, the word of mouth really worked for this movie. Yeah, like, this movie sure. was never going to make a lot of money. It was made with $10 million. It's a very small budget mm-hmm. uh, movie. And it's, like, you, you know, it's it's not from, like, a major studio or anything. It's got kind of, like, a hodgepodge of, like, actors that aren't necessarily, like, you know, obviously it is going to bring people to theaters. But, like, Bill Skarsgård isn't necessarily someone who brings people to theaters. Um, neither is Justin Long. Like... Justin Long fans, we're out there, but we're like a niche community, you know? Like, everyone yeah. loves everyone loves Justin Long when you see him, but no one's like, I'm going out of my way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And not a poll. Yeah. So, I mean, this movie is a tremendous success for that. Like, it's just, it did so well, word of mouth. It became such a, like, phenomenon, but it only was, like, a phenomenon for, like, two weeks. Yeah. And I'm going to probably desperately tell everyone to go and watch it on HBO Max. I already have. HBO and Max. I just don't know and if like, it's going to work. <laughs> I mean, the, it's, it's very smart of them to push it, to put it out on HBO Max, like, right away. Yeah. The word of mouth in Hollywood, like, could make this, like, a big deal. But I'm just afraid it's going to slip away or people are just going to look at the name and look who's in it and just be like, oh, no way that's good. Unless they know someone who watched it. But... This movie is going to be like the way that we love Cabin in the Woods. This is going to be so adored for a while. Like people are always going to look back on Barbarian yeah, and be like, "That movie was fucking." That's why insane. I wanted to put them together. Like I feel like it will have a similar trajectory Definitely. because, like, the feelings that we have, obviously, according to our scores, uh, are very similar. Like I don't, I don't know how it would not have a similar trajectory unless it somehow got buried in some archive somewhere. In and some the ratings for both basement, the like IMDb rating and the, uh, the critic ratings and like the way people talk about them, they're like <sighs> identical, identical. Yeah. Like Rotten Tomatoes the, is like identical. It's 92% critics and then 70 something percent audience. It's crazy. It's like, it's exa- and it, it it's, Metacritic, like it's got a pretty good one. I I kind of expected it to be a little bit higher. It's like seventy eight on there, but also like this movie made its money back. It's it's gonna jumpstart. Uh, I mean, it more than made its money back. It's gonna like make Zach Krager one of those like directors like Jordan Peele that is gonna be really sought after. Um, it just there's such a tremendous respect for it. Um, so I'm going to give it a five. I, I don't think it's going to, I don't know what its legacy is going to be. And I'm a little scared that it's going to like slip away soon. If, yeah, I except think for like, I'm going to give it a four fans. for the unknown factor, but it deserves oh. higher than that. So it's an asterisk. Cause I don't know. Yeah. I guess there's yeah, like a fair. personal part of me. That's always going to be like, yeah, barbarian fucking rocks. Yeah. And I'm yeah, never going to like, yeah, sorry. No, it's okay. I was just going to say like, I think that like, 
I always try to also look at movies like from the perspective of like film lovers as well because I just feel like yeah. ho- like horror fans are going to allow this to live regardless, right? Like even like if it's not going to have the same legacy as Cabin in the Woods in the sense of like how like what you said about people reliving it at a certain point. Like this is probably a movie that like horror fans are going to talk about forever mm-hmm. and people might study or talk about. Um, so I do think it's going to live on in different ways, maybe not the same way as Cabin in the Woods, but I do think it will live on for a very long time. I just think because that, of yeah how it's come out. The rollout of it is also just a very interesting thing. Like there literally was two weeks where all I feel like I saw was people seeing this movie in theaters. Like it just was such a moment. <laughs> That's what I so Cabin in the Woods was like, oh, that was so much better than I expected it to be. And Cabin in the Woods is like a cool thing. And I remember, like, I I didn't, like, fully love it when I saw it, but I, like, respected it a lot, and I kind of appreciate it way more over time. Mm. Barbarian was one of the, is, like, I'm never going to forget seeing that in theaters, and just the phenomenon that was happening, like, um, while, like, on Twitter and stuff where people were like, you got to see this. And then, like, convincing other people to see it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's why it's, like, slightly above, but, like, honestly... You know, ask me a year from now and it's not really talked about anymore. It might be like a four or a three. For sure. Are you going to stick with your five, though? Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Cool. Wow. I stick Nick. to my guts. Okay. Did you ask me a question? Yeah. Well, what's the outcome here, man? Oh, the outcome. Um, <laughs> I am still going to go to a four. One more thing. To, to circle back. Um, Actually, I completely lost that train of thought now. So mm. the, the score is 59 to 57. Wow. Um, wow. really, really close. Wow. I didn't think it What was... were the two categories that messed that up? What do you mean messed it up? I mean, like, made it not like a tie, I guess. Like, where did we go lower? I went lower um, for m- mostly across the board for Cabin in the Woods. L- yeah. Well, well, Gabe and I agreed at except all for categories except for Legacy for Barbarian. And s- which is just an asterisk because like I just gave it a four because I don't know like we don't know what its yeah. legacy and will s- be and I don't know that it has the I remembered my point I don't know the barbarian like we were talking about to circle back is as good outside of a movie theater because I've never mm-hmm. seen it outside of a movie yeah. theater mm-hmm. I saw it twice in a movie theater totally. I don't know I don't know yeah um, so there's that unknown as well and then we disagreed on spectacularity, spectacularity for Cabin of in Cabin Woods. in the Woods yeah which I will watch endlessly because I think it is perfect in that way. Uh, So 59 to 57. Just a two-point difference. Nice. Out of 70. That's pretty good. That was fun. Yeah. That was a great matchup. Very fun. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, HBO Max, for releasing Barbarian at this time. Yeah. Yeah. And Netflix Um, or something. Release fucking Cabin in the Woods. (laughs) Yeah. But fuck you, Netflix. (laughs) Honestly, next year, they just October 1st were like, Boom, Cabin in the Woods. Joss yeah. Whedon, they just marketed it that way. They should. Dude, we should get money for suggesting that. To, to yeah. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, recommendations, boys. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Oh. Uh, Barbarian? Well, I'm trying to think of like other like, yeah. subversive <laughs> For those of you ones. that got through the whole episode and still haven't seen Barbarian. Still didn't think that we would recommend it. <laughs> you should watch Barbarian. No, you definitely should. I just recommend like... Everything with Justin Long. By the way, I, I didn't mention this, but I used to have a category on this show. Or in the early drafts of what this podcast was going to be, I wanted a question that we were going to ask at the end 
to be in our like MVP uh, section, the accolade section. Oh yeah. Would accolade. this movie be better with Justin Long? And oh. I wanted the answer to always be yes. Cabin because would be better with would, Justin Long. Every movie would be better with Justin Long. It's a fact. Even a serious movie would be better with him. Um, so anything with Justin Long, I definitely <laughs> recommend. Uh, Strange Wilderness is one of those ones where I like I have to recommend because no one's fucking seen that one, but it is extremely funny. I'm trying to think of like horror comedies. What We Do in the Shadows, the movie and yeah. the show. Yes. Um, not really a horror at all. It's really just mostly comedy. Jennifer's Body. I also I haven't seen Jennifer's Body, funny. and it is like a it's like Ever? a. No, and it's and it's hmm. like a queer like 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 everyone in the queer community fucking absolutely loves it. They I'm say kind it's of like surprised a, she's a queer you didn't. icon or something. I feel like every guy was it like weird at the time was like obsessed with seeing this movie because there was two girls making out in the movie. Like everyone, yeah. I, we no, were in high I remember at the time. seeing I remember seeing trailers shit. for it and I was like, that looks dumb as shit. And then everyone's <laughs> like. No, this movie's actually really clever, and it's Karen Kusama, who's like a, a, a really. Yeah. Great it was like director. absolutely misunderstood at the time. Yeah. Like it, I saw it, and like it a hundred percent had such potential to just be like, and it is now like a cult classic type film. But like is X, a comedy horror. Yeah, it's yeah. a subversive one. It's like, yeah. or I it, no, it's like more of a genre blend. I wouldn't say it's a comedy. You could laugh at X. Yeah, I think. I haven't seen um, Pearl yet, but I I hear that Pearl is like you laugh more and you're like, oh my fucking god, what is going on? Yeah, bodies, a bodies, friend bodies. reminded me oh, of yeah. your next the other day, which is like I hear that's a fantastic horror movie. That's yeah, like a it's Chris like Ryan absolutely movie. great like dark comedy horror movie, and that would be like touted as like in like the top of this kind of category. So if mm-hmm. you guys haven't seen it, you should see it for sure. Yeah. Oh, I I do want to um, say again, I. Uh, I love Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That movie is like, exa- it, there's a lot of like Cabin in the Woods in it. Um, and it was like kind of an early uh, appreciation for like Alan Tudyk in movies because he was always like voices and stuff and doing like British things. But um, uh, I, I don't think he's even British. Uh, so I might have made that up. Just making Anyways, shit up. <laughs> I, would, I would go watch those. Yeah. All those ones. Great. We said. All yeah. right. Gabriel, would you like to plug us? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to plug it so hard. Um, You can find us on Instagram, facingoffpod. You can also send us emails, facingoffpodcast at gmail.com. Also, next episode, we're going to be doing House of the Dragon versus... Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. So we're doing the first season of each against each other. If you haven't watched those, I don't know where the the fuck fuck you exist because they're big. If you you read things online and you're like, I don't know if I want to watch Rings of Power, blah, blah, blah. Just watch it. It's fucking good. And I'll beat you into submission into watching it. If you like Lord of the Rings, you got to do it. You just got it. You like fantasy? You got to do it. You like good TV? You got to do it. House of the Dragon also, if you were skeptical about Game of Thrones and you were like, oh, it's season so shitty, listen, we all want to go back to the water cooler talk Game of Thrones level of entertainment where we watch it day in, day out. It was a very fun season, so watch both of those seasons and then listen to us. 100p. Sign-offs? <laughs> Statistical fact. Cops will never pull over a man with a huge bomb in his car. Why? They fear this man. They know he sees further than they 
and he will bind them with ancient logics. Hmm. That's deep. Happy Halloween, y'all. Happy Halloween. (laughs) What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.